Welcome to the Omni Balanced Life Podcast, where our mission is to empower people, restore balance, and change lives. I am your host, Jamie Cleewe, owner and founder of Omni Balanced Life Center in Naples, Florida. It is my passion to bring to you information on the most unique and effective ways you can reach optimal health. Okay, welcome, welcome, Omni community, to our Omni Balance Life podcast. And today we're going to continue introducing our team members so that our Omni community can get to know what everybody does here. And today we have Vanessa Branson. She comes to us as a functional health consultant. And today we've decided just at the tail end of ordering lunch, we're going to talk about food. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to talk about food. It's one of my favorite topics in life. Um, And the, but probably the main thing that we're going to talk about is food and how it pertains to healing, um, how you can really, you know, I always like to say we have to eat anyways. We have to order food anyways. We have to you know, we have to eat to survive. We might as well choose the right food. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be um, the main topic today and how you can utilize food in your healing journey. That's right. I was just thinking when you were saying that there was, you know, some saying, you know, learning about nutrition and listening to all the, the you know, people that went before us talking about healthy eating and the pioneers that paved the way, you know, that were sort of... I guess, ostracized at times for suggesting that, hey, if you eat healthy, perhaps you can prevent certain diseases or things of that nature. And so I think the comment was like, you know, are we living to eat or eating to live? In fact, there might even been a book about it or something like that. So it's along those lines. We have choices and sometimes we blindly put things in our mouth and don't really think about it. And I love analogies, you'll learn that. I always give analogies to my my clients and it's like, I ask a funny question and they think I'm a little odd. Would you put water in your gas tank? Yeah. And they're like, of course not. Well, okay, we would, we have to be very selective about the fuel that we put in our body. Exactly, exactly. And you know, to answer that, um, that question earlier, we're definitely living to eat as mm-hmm. of right now, especially mm-hmm. as a society. We are over-consuming. I know no one likes to hear it, mm-hmm. but we are. Our disease rate is at a 66%. Our obesity rates are skyrocketing, and, you know, the only way to get to that point is through food. Um, now, of course, there are special illnesses, particular cases that, you know, people have, you know, hard times losing weight or hard time, you know, um, uh, maintaining a healthy weight yeah. and now that's all understood and all given but that's not usually 80% of the time that's not the case <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's not the general right you know population where you know most people right if they were to change their eating habits mm-hmm. would experience some sort of healing of something some sort right. of shift some sort of change it just, just a better would quality of life mm-hmm. i mean food's so um it's so instrumental especially when it comes to a chemical aspect in the mm-hmm. body like most people do not recognize culinary chemistry mm-hmm. they don't um actually even think about it at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. but if you're eating things that your body's not a hundred percent okay with 
Mm -hmm. Uh, It's causing even minor inflammation. Mm -hmm. Even if it's causing minor inflammation, uh, your body's still having a reaction to it. Therefore, it's going to go into a stress response of some sort. Mm -hmm. It's going to cling on to the calories. It's going Mm -hmm. to cling on to, you know, because Mm -hmm. it thinks that it's being, um, I guess for lack of a better word, it thinks that it's being attacked. Right. Um, So it's going to cling on to that. And a lot of times people don't associate, you know, culinary chemistry with weight, with disease, with Mm -hmm. all that. When they 100% should, I think that's actually the main, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the main reason. Well, the thing is, too, you know, this goes into so many different subject lines because we're just not taught this. Right. You know, and I I guess it depends on... Also, you know, cultures and generation and what was available. And, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, we're in this fast pace, you know, get it now, get it fast, right. you know, environment. And we're missing and are just not being taught. Now, we're not bringing up the next generations of understanding exactly what you said. What What is food? Why do we eat it? You know, what what's in right. it? What's in the lettuce that our body needs? I was thinking... Uh, you know, there used to say there was some dietary theories and that's a whole nother, you know, thing. There's all these different dietary theories mm-hmm. and we find that I find anyways, that there's usually some good in most of them. And then a lot of it is just trendy and, and, you know, in a fad or whatever. Right. But if you break it all down, you start to isolate the common thread. Mm-hmm. That, that makes those dietary theory, theories sometimes useful and sometimes they're helpful. But the problem is, is if you don't, if you don't, well, like this, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you right. feed him for a lifetime. So we need to be learning mm-hmm. and teaching other people about these principles so that we don't have this calorie in, calorie out. That was a thought process at one. Well, if I just yes. burn as many calories, and maybe that's even outdated, but if you burn the calories, it doesn't matter what calories you put in. Well, and that's well, so false. Right. And and that that starts a whole other eating disorder in, mm. in general. I, I use the word eating disorder. I know that, you know, when you think of that, sometimes you think of, you know, a very dramatic end of eating disorder. Right. But at the same time, it's all an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. The whole finish your plate, mm-hmm. that whole theory mm-hmm. is an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all, you know... Um, there's so many that I could that I could think of right now, and especially the one that you just said, calories in, calories out. That's also one because if you are eating excess calories, but then you're working out to excess as well, you're mm-hmm. also taxing your body even more. Right. Then you run into the problem of not you know not having any rest time, mm-hmm. not producing enough red blood cells, mm-hmm. not you know your hormone. You're gonna run into hormone imbalances this whole it kind of snowballs mm-hmm. into this entire thing so it, you know as much as you, that might be a simple way to look at weight right. it's it's not it actually can manifest into something horrible well so, and even something more basic is I'm th- i i often tell people listen you know 500 calories of oreo cookies and 500 calories right. of vegetables right totally different is two different totally sets of, different. it's two different sets of calories and what that that those calories have to offer in the way of micronutrients and the way it, there's just so much more to that other 500 yes. calories. And, um, and I've even experienced this myself and other people have experienced, you know, when you're feeding, some people will say, you know, these are all maybe some excuses, but lack of knowledge, perhaps yeah. not really knowing like, well, eating healthy is more expensive. Well, you know, in some realms you might think it is, but when you're feeding 
your body the right stuff. Mm-hmm. You naturally do not crave to eat all those empty calories. Right. You actually eat less mm-hmm. and your body is more nourished. Right. Because you don't feel hungry because if you're feeding 500 calories back to the Oreo cookies, your body's like, hey, thanks for the, the calories, but I'm still hungry. Right, because there's no nutritional value into mm-hmm. that. And the, the funny thing is, I love that argument. So I, I, I love when people say eating healthy is expensive because, you know, they've clearly never been to the produce aisle. An onion is, what, 79 cents? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. then you can grab some tomatoes, chop them up, roast some vegetables, and mm-hmm. your whole entire pan of vegetables maybe cost you nine dollars ten bucks right and you can you know use that for lunch throughout right. the week things like right. that and so but if you're buying the vegetables and the potato chips and right. the, and the cookies right, right. And now you're double like now you're doubling up on your grocery steaks, you know it's like hey, really like it's so funny to me because i'm yeah. like the meat the meats are incredibly expensive mm-hmm. now i'm not against meat by any mm-hmm. means but we are a very meat-centric Mm-hmm. Uh, society we go mm-hmm. what's for dinner you mm-hmm. you say the protein mm-hmm. you don't say the sides you mm-hmm. don't say anything like that you mm-hmm. say what's for dinner chicken mm-hmm. what's for dinner steak there's nothing wrong with that but most people that's also how they view their plate mm-hmm. they put the most protein on their plate rather than the other things mm-hmm. and that's really where that high calorie comes in high fat it really it's a disease feeder is right. really what it is and right. i hate to bash meat i don't want to bash meat there's a lot of great meats out there lamb is incredibly nutritionally um, dense mm-hmm. bison's great lean mm-hmm. meat so uh, it comes down to choices right. basically a knowledge arming mm-hmm. yourself with knowledge and education yes so that you can be properly informed yep to make healthy decisions and then this keeps coming back you were talking about inflammation earlier and again back to my visuals i like to you know g- give a demonstration to people it's like this inflammation that you're talking about even something that's just causing minor inflammation What's happening inside of your body is is sort of like the little fire brigade. And there's a little mm-hmm. fire over here, and there's a little fire over here, and there's a little fire over here. And then your body, because it's built and designed to create, try to create balance and keep everything even, and keep, it's, it's a survival mechanism. It, totally. it was going to do these things. So behind the scenes, unbeknownst to most of us, if we're not properly you know, paying attention to this, your body's putting out these fires. All day, All every day. day, every day. And eventually, it, it, you're running out of resources. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, we're out, we're out of water. Like, And then those more egregious symptoms start right. popping up. And that's, but, but it's not, I love people say this too, all of a sudden, this started <laughs> happening. And it's like, well, no, it's yeah. not all of a sudden. It's it, been it's growing. It's been brewing. <laughs> you just, your body's been trying to take care of you all that time. Yeah, well, and you know what? Um, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know that I had celiac at all. Mm. Um, and, you know, being in Nashville, everything's fried, mm-hmm. right? Being in the South, everything's breaded, everything's fried. There's gluten everywhere. Mm. And the city, as a general, it's gotten better. You know, I've, I've gone back. There's a couple, there's a few restaurants that I couple can eat at. You can eat. Yeah. But back then, no, there was nothing. And um, so I was eating. And just causing more inflammation, causing more intestinal damage. My intestinal lining was becoming more permeable, but I had no idea. Mm. Um, I just, I got really used to feeling terrible. Mm -hmm. And that was my normal. Mm -hmm. You know, being bloated. Mm -hmm. You know, having stomach pains, those stabbing knife Mm -hmm. pains. Like, that became normal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh, it's just food. It's just stress. It's just whatever. That was my constant excuse for kind of 
overlooking it. Mm-hmm. And that you should never do that, by the way. Never yeah. overlook your red flags. Like, right. even if they're minor and you're like, oh, I kind of got a headache after eating that. Note that. Like, mm-hmm. write that down because that is a reaction to whatever you just put in your body. Mm-hmm. That is like the number one thing I, I took away from my entire healing, healing experience that I could give to other people is note all of the mm-hmm. symptoms. Even if you think that, well, it might not have been the meal, then still write it down because mm-hmm. you, you never know. You might see a pattern later on. And that's kind of what um, I really had to do. So when I did find out, you know, obviously I, it, it kind of manifested into seizures. I was super mm-hmm. malnourished. I had no idea that all this was going on. I ended up with organ failure, um, uh, general adaptation syndrome. So I had severe adrenal fatigue. And my body was just shutting down because I really do believe that I was not absorbing anything, no nutrients, because mm-hmm. I was constantly eating food that was inflaming me. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, once I finally figured it out, that was the thing. Like, that was my main goal was to decrease that inflammation, cut out anything. You know, and I was really strict. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, starting out on the, if anyone's familiar with this, the specific carbohydrate diet. Mm-hmm. It's actually very specific to people with celiac. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start out, you basically eliminate all complex carbohydrates and you start out with the simplest foods that your body can digest, which mm-hmm. is monosaccharides, and then you kind of work your way up into oligosaccharides and, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of seeing everything starts out cooked, and then you, you bring right. in the raw fruit, you know, things like Giving that. Giving your so, body a chance to, exactly. to get rid of the inflammation. So that's, you know, I guess that's part of a strategy. It totally, totally so, is a strategy. So, you know, that obviously with all the challenges, you had to learn a lot of things. You mm-hmm. had to probably trial and error a lot of things. <laughs> and obviously that, that developed a passion for you to continue studying nutrition, functional health, and make a decision to help other people find strategies on how to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean... I like to call them brick walls. I hit so many brick walls mm-hmm. during my healing process. It was it was so frustrating. Um, and, you know, healing isn't simple anyways, but you're just bumping your head against, oh, no, that's not the solution. Oh, no, that's not it. We got to turn here. That is really why I chose this pathway because now I know if you have XYZ information, mm-hmm. then it's best to go do XYZ testing. It's mm-hmm. best to go do this. It's best to go do that. There are things that I really do believe that are genuine, you know, not nothing's a waste of time, mm-hmm. but there's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's healing knows that mm-hmm. you are spending the money when mm-hmm. you are trying to heal. Mm-hmm. So you want to spend it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people will just say, oh, just do a regular this panel, just do this, this, this. And, and sure, absolutely. But you might get a lot of information back that like had nothing to do with you know, your gut health, you, you you know, things like that. So you don't, I really don't want people to waste their time and money right. when they're healing because I did that a lot. And right. it just, it doesn't help your body in any way because you're, you're lengthening your healing time or you're staying sicker longer mm-hmm. if you're not reaching a solution. Right. So that is really where, you know, this passion of mine came from is I really want to help people, um, heal correctly. Right. Well, it, what you're saying leads me to think what's popping into my head is, and we respect, you know, all areas of medicine, mm-hmm. you know, that's even though we're in the holistic realm, what we do at Omni, um, we respect all areas of medicine. My, my feeling is that everybody generally has something valuable to bring to the table. 
And then on the flip side, you know, it's always good to kind of look at where can we elevate and do better. And what I see is a lot of people don't really know about holistic measures, functional health, what is functional health. It kind of that, you know, that word kind of gets thrown around Mm -hmm. and what to really do when your body starts feeling these signs and symptoms and signals. It what ends up happening is I think we we go maybe what we know, we go to our traditional medical doctor they, they have a certain lineup. Again, this is no criticism to medical, you know, Western medicine, medical doctors. It's just that there are certain tools in their toolbox that they use. And oftentimes it's not the right tool. Right. Exactly. Um, it's just not the right tool either. They just haven't been educated in that particular realm. And it's just not right. The, the right tool. And then finding those that have the right tools right. is the challenge. And then when we're not feeling well, I had a I myself have not had that type of healing journey, but I seem to have helped other people and mostly my family. So mm-hmm. my daughter, you and I have discussed a lot of the parallels between you and my daughter um, and basically walked through that same journey with her, trying right. to help her find those resolutions and there's those solutions, which eventually turned into her healing right. uh, herself. And but But... That's that's beautiful because that's what we do here. That's what you do is to say, okay, not only do I take my experience of doing the wrong, not even the wrong things, but yeah, wasting time and energy over here and maybe we could have fast-tracked this. Maybe we could have gone right to this and it would have given us a whole lot of different information and we could have taken action a lot quicker. Exactly. So that's beautiful. Yes, Mm -hmm. and and you brought up a great point too. There is no bashing of other medical professionals. We love doctors. Doctors Mm -hmm. are incredible. We need them. I have mm-hmm. so many of my best friends are doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are so educated. They know every ins and outs. But a lot of times, they haven't. They haven't personally. They've never had to heal. Mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. and they know so much. But mm-hmm. when it comes to healing, you almost have to really go through it mm-hmm. in order to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times doctors will be like, okay, well, you know, let's just put you on this prescription and and things like that. And then they're kind of like, that works, and it does work. Mm-hmm. It does temporary. work, but temporary, yeah. <laughs> right? And like, and, but as a as a patient, you're going, okay, well, it works mm-hmm. temporarily, right? You know, it and works it, until it doesn't, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, me as as someone who you know, <clears throat> I guess we could call myself a healer in in mm-hmm. a sense. Sure. Uh, me as a healer, I don't want to just find something for someone that goes, well, that works. You yeah. could do that, yeah, temporarily. Temporarily, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, that's what I don't want to find for people. Right. I don't want to find the temporary solution. I want to find the sustainable long-term strategy mm-hmm. that people can actually use to enhance their quality of life. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do what I'm doing and feel mm-hmm. as great as I do right now when mm-hmm. I'm 85. Absolutely. Um, and that is kind of what I, you know, that's what I want to help people do. Well, and that, you know, again, th- there's, you know, so many paths that you can take this conversation. And so I'll just throw this in that it is often... A misconception that we buy into as a society of people as you mentioned you were you had a, a, a you accepted your not feeling well right. as your normal right and you figured out how to tolerate it and then you know again where where does all this stem from and come from that's a whole you know another conversation and how do we fix it we're just here as you know people trying to help as many people as we can with what right. we know but we have I, I guess as a society kind of bought into, well, these are just things that happen. 
right. when you get older. Right, right. You know, you get older, you're going to get some heartburn and you're going to have to take some Nexium. <laughs> and then if that I doesn't work, that doesn't work, take two. <laughs> I took and Nexium then, for 11 years. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, crazy. so it's like it works mm-hmm. right. until it doesn't. Right. And, and then you got all these side effects after the calcium issues. I mean, it's ju- yes, yeah. it, it's it's horrible. And you know, the funny thing is, circling back to food, my acid reflux was solely food related. And mm-hmm. I know that now after I found out after I, you know, used uh, my healing strategies through food mm-hmm. um, to fix my body, I do not have acid reflux anymore. Right. I used to have to prop. I used to have two pillows under the head of my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to lift me up. So basically I was sleeping almost in a very like inclined yeah. way because I couldn't ever lay flat. Mm-hmm. I could never lay flat because everything, would you know, and this might yeah. sound gross, but everything would just come back up. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would unfortunately, you know, throw yeah. up in my sleep often. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, that's never good. You don't yeah. want to choke. It's no. so Wait, that's bad. not normal. So, yeah. <laughs> right. 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 That's just like random. Even on Nexium I would though. And right. that's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But I continued to take the Nexium mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, it'd be, it's it, might, it, it, might, it might be worse if I didn't take it, you know? Right, right, right. And you do fall into that, though. Yeah. But when I when I fixed my diet, when I lowered my inflammation completely through food, that all went away. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I mean, I went off Nexium and never, I've never had to look back mm-hmm. at all. And I, I think that was honestly the biggest thing for me because... I was a singer. I was a vocalist at the time. Mm. So acid reflux was really Ooh, bad wow. on my vocal yeah. cords. It was actually hindering my work. Right. Wow. Um, so I'm actually amazed at how, you know, that has completely gone away once I changed my diet yeah. and, and started eating foods that um, actually healed me and mm-hmm. actually helped me rather than, you know, hindering Just me. trying to put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and we don't know what we don't know, right? right? You know, I, I remember I, I helped my husband through some challenges. And, and again, not to be, you know, we're not disrespecting um, other opinions, but I did have sort of a challenging conversation, let's say, with a GI doctor mm-hmm. and who really wasn't really buying in you know to change your diet change your life you know kind of thing and which is so interesting because you'd think well everyone (laughs) well it was just it was some people do have a wrong mindset Mm -hmm. so you do have to be careful you always have to be discerning you have to I always like to tell my clients you have to be your own health advocate so always question you're entitled to question not in a derogatory or in a disrespectful way but you're always but entitled to question. But one of the things was my husband was on two Nexiums a day. Oh my gosh. And I I actually wasn't full tilt into everything that I'm doing now, but I was on the cusp of helping my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were making progress. She was getting, she ended up with a central nervous system mm-hmm. disorder that was due to brain inflammation, that was mm-hmm. due to gut inflammation, that ended up having her have involuntary muscle movement because of misfiring in the brain. All food related, yeah. all food and inflammation related. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then I'm, we know that it, it's, there's an impact. So, you know, we get there trying to figure some stuff out for my husband. We figure we will be prudent and go to a GI doctor and get some scope done and just see what's going on. Long story short, it was brought up by my husband. So what do you think about you know, eating healthy and not in this whole gluten thing. And, you know, and well, then he, he went off the rails, you know, like that's, that's farce. It's, you know, it's not true. It's, it's this, it's that. Really? And, and just went off. And I was like, well, I just listened for a minute. And I was like, wait a minute, this is, so I said, 
let me just ask a question. So you mean to tell me that if a patient comes to you and set, and, and on their own accord decides to change their diet, change their lifestyle, yeah, get healthy, well, get healthy, yeah. rope in their stress, that as a GI doctor, you would not see an improvement in their gastrointestinal health? I, I don't And his think... answer was, well, that's not what I mean. Yes, I would see an improvement, but people won't do it. And I oh, said, well, well okay, that's wait a totally second. So I said, thing. so, you know, patient compliance is not a statement of truth or untruth. So, you know, sometimes people are leading you to believe, in this case, it was good for my husband to probably hear that because just because a doctor says so, doesn't mean that it is so. Right. And he was going on the notion that, well, if patients aren't going to do it, it must not be true or it isn't true. We're just going to give them Nexium. And I said, well, that's not the truth. And I don't think that we should be giving people that misleading information. Yeah. You, you change your health. You change your gut. My husband is no longer on that medication. We have other things that were, you know, were healing and it's a journey. And that was something else that you said. This is a lifestyle. It's a journey. It doesn't have to be done in the next five minutes. We need to slow down. Mm-hmm. We need to try to find solutions that are sustainable, not something we're going to do for two weeks and then be like, oh, okay, well, I didn't really get the results I was looking right. for, so we're just going to go back to what right. I was doing. And I know that a lot of people do give things two weeks, which is funny that you say that because that is, I think I read somewhere, that's the average time that people will give um, a solution mm-hmm. like that is that they'll give it two weeks. Um, now the funny thing is I look back and if I ever gave it two weeks, I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. Like I had to give it months. Right. Months. Right. But months was so worth it yeah. because I yeah. am able mm-hmm. to do everything I wasn't able to do before. Yeah. And I mean like just quality of life things. Yeah. I, I, I have a different mindset. I, th- I actually think differently. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds insane, but I think differently. I mm-hmm. react differently. Mm-hmm. I'm not as heightened. My cortisol's not as high. Mm-hmm. My adrenaline's yeah. not as high. Yeah. Um, my dopamine's not as high. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. I know people think, oh, dopamine, you want a lot of dopamine. You don't want a lot of dopamine. Not right. when it's in combination with a lot of cortisol. Mm-hmm. Then you're just going to be Burn crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I actually... I'm emotionally different. Mm-hmm. I'm not as reactive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel it. I, I know mm-hmm. it. I experienced um, that same yeah. thing with my daughter. It took yeah. us six months before we saw any retraction of the movement disorder. And in her case, we had, and I'm sure your case, there was no other option. Oh, no, yeah. There was no other solution, even no. on the pharmaceutical level. Well, on the pharmaceutical level, the solution was to give her a very, um, a, a narcotic that basically would dial back her neurological function. Mm-hmm. So at 18 years old, she was on the tra- would have been on a track to sort of be a, a vegetable, more or less. Jeez. So, you know, we had no choice right. but to move forward in that direction, and it had to work. But it took six months, yeah. every bit of six months, before we saw a dialing back of right. that movement disorder. Right. And after but, those six months, though, it was it's fast. so worth it. Afterward, yeah. there was almost like that... You just, your mm-hmm. sustainability, you got to go, you got to go. And then once it started to roll, it was like then, you know, it was like the ball rolling right. down the hill. It was like it, it really had some momentum behind it. Mm-hmm. And she too, you, you, her, her total constitution changed, her energy changed, the anxiety, the depression, yep. the, all of that stuff that she was struggling with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know. I know mm-hmm. it all. It, it's such, it's such a frustrating journey, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just... 
and like I said earlier in this podcast, you have to eat anyways. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have to, you gotta eat breakfast. You mm-hmm. have to, you have to eat lunch. You have to eat dinner. You have to snack. And you mm-hmm. might as well make those right choices mm-hmm. um, throughout the day because mm-hmm. you gotta do it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's no point in making the wrong decision constantly. Mm-hmm. Food's so it's such an interesting thing um, to talk about with people because I know that food also it's not just to satisfy you mm-hmm. food is also cultural it's mm-hmm. it's emotional it's traditional mm-hmm. you know people mm-hmm. have all these emotional um uh, mental connections to food mm-hmm. as well so I understand that there's it's definitely a difficult thing to tackle mm-hmm. uh, because you might be more uh, people might be more attached to food than they mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's also a spiritual journey yeah <laughs> dare I say it's yeah. a very spiritual journey changing that changing your food yeah because you are very emotionally mm-hmm. th- you know you think of holidays and you mm-hmm. think of people think of all these beautiful things around food Mm -hmm. so to change your way of eating is also a very spiritual journey as well Mm -hmm. so there's yeah it's a lot also valuing you know i think of the body as the temple you know and Mm -hmm. i and valuing yourself enough to make those right choices you know and and looking and you're right it's all blended into belief system and you know that's that's another podcast topic (laughs) Um, but anyway so yeah that's that's beautiful beautiful story and so kind of segueing into you know a little bit of stuff so at Omni we we try to come up with we can't be everything to everybody but we try to educate people we try to come up with as many um, ways to to help people find solutions right Mm -hmm. we're we say we're healers but we're not like magicians right (laughs) so we're not like waving a magic wand and poof you're you're healed it's sharing and educating our clients on how they can make changes and shifts, um, accountability partnering, so we can be there to answer questions, you know, hold their hand, so to speak. You know, is this normal? Is that normal? You know, come on, you can do it. You got to push a little, you know, push a little harder. Keep going. Don't give up. We're just now, you know, it's like a coaching in any other realm, sports, Absolutely. whatever. Um, so we try to offer as many viable solutions if if people are struggling with things so we have we were going to go over a few things on our website yes because we have uh, teamed up with some affiliates that um, some people might be able to find some helpful products and services to yes. complement their journey. Yes. So at Omni at uh, OmniNaples.com, if you go to uh, Omni's website, go to the affiliates tab, you will see lettuce grow, which I know you have one. Love it. You, I, I've given you a beautiful. few pictures. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. We will have one in the center, so people at so at excited. some point, maybe in the next month or so, where um, we can actually see hydroponic. Mm-hmm. tower garden growing yes. so at my house I have lettuce that my husband and I eat huge bowl of lettuce pretty much every night of the week mm-hmm. um, and it all grows on the inside of my lanai you can grow it on the inside of your house so it's really I a think cool it's thing. fabulous it's, it's awesome it's amazing mm-hmm. so we do have the lettuce grow affiliate so mm-hmm. um, we, you guys can go to the website click on affiliates click on lettuce grow and get your lettuce grow tower mm-hmm. uh, we also have butcher box which mm-hmm. you use do you, I right? do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about meat, yeah, and, and that you know we we shouldn't focus on the meat, but meat in itself is not bad, though the not quality quality meat. meat. Mm-hmm. We want the kind of meat and the quality of meat. So um, the the best is grass fed, grass finished, no hormones, right. no chemicals. 
sometimes wherever you are in in the world in the United States sometimes it might be hard to find that mm -hmm. um, if you do find it it might be uber expensive right so that was my solution with the butcher box I get a, a box of um, uh, it's not freeze-dried it's um, but dry ice it's in dry ice um, and it comes shipped to my door and I just throw it in my freezer and you can get anything from chicken to wild-caught salmon to pork to mm, beef, whatever you want. And it's all, it's, mm. yeah, that's you. They, yeah. <laughs> it's very me. <laughs> and, um, and you can, and it's very affordable. Mm, awesome. Mm -hmm. And then um, the trifecta nutrition. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes when we're working with people, right, people are not cooks. Mm -hmm. People are busy. Sometimes preparing, you know, food prep is, is tough, especially if people are in the beginning are used to just fast fooding it and different things like that. So there's a lot of different eating style, pre-made, great ingredients that you can engage with them um, if you're having a hard time trying to figure out what are you going to eat, how do you mm -hmm. make it, you want it to taste good. So that was a, a great idea just if people want to try that out because I, they're struggling. Yeah, and you know, I was actually looking at the Trifecta Nutrition uh, website just before this podcast and I want to explore it a little more. Mm -hmm. The stuff on there, their meals look wonderful. Yeah. They look great. Um, and I see that they do cater to a, a couple different diet specifications. Exactly. Too, so yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wonderful. We've got some great affiliates, if I do say so yes. myself. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, it's been so fun talking. It has been. Talking so, about food is always a good time. It's always a good topic. So we just want to thank you for joining us on the Omni Balance Life Podcast. Stay tuned until next time. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OmniBalance Life Podcast. It has been a pleasure to bring to you information on the most unique and effective ways you can reach optimal health.